welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. As always, if you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, it's my honor to sit down with Eugenia Zuckerman, internationally renowned flautist, writer, and former arts correspondent on CBS Sunday Morning. She's recently written a new book entitled Like Falling Through a Cloud. Eugenia, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very well and happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. You have a very distinguished career, and I'm, I'm curious now, when somebody asks, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Well, I'm a musician, and I'm a writer, and I um, am the head of a music um, organization called Clarion. Clarion Concerts in Columbia County, up up here in the woods of New York. And um, I've been doing many things at the same time for many years. So if you ask me what I'm doing, it's complicated, but um, more complicated now that I have um, Alzheimer's disease, mm -hmm. which I've had for about three and a half, four years. And I'm able to uh, manage as well as I possibly can. And luckily, I have this fabulous husband, Richard, who helps me. And I have written a book about my uh, illness, because it is an illness. And the book is called Like Falling Through a Cloud. And I'm happy to say it has had a lot of... Uh, of um well, received. well it's been incredibly well received and uh, that's what uh, I'm, I'm doing and i also have uh, kept a lot, couple of other things that i continue to do which as is being the artistic, artistic director of uh, clarion concerts in Columbia county and um, I uh, am also working with various other organizations and um, keeping busy. and keeping as busy as I can. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, so before we dig into your book, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your background, um, particularly about the, the flute. So where did your initial love of the flute come from? When I was 10 years old, a group of musicians from the Hartford Symphony, I lived in the Hartford area, came to my school and they demonstrated their instruments. And I 
heard the flute for the first time and I ran home and breathtakingly said to my parents, I have heard the flute, I'm in love with it, I have to be a flute player, please help me, please let me have lessons. And my parents were very musical mm -hmm. and they were delighted. So it started at age 10 and it has been me and my flute together for all these many years. Um, I wake up in the morning and I play the flute first before mm -hmm. I do much else. And uh, every day it's um, something different to find in a piece of music. Um, and it's, it's a total delight to be able to make music and to discover new sounds, etc. So, so music, I would say, is the center of my life. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, how was your experience when you studied at Juilliard and, and how did that help your, uh, your career afterward? Well, I went to Barnard College for a couple of years and I, my flute teacher, Julius Baker, who's one of the greats, said, you know, you've really got what it takes, you should go to Juilliard. So I switched to the Juilliard School and um, I got an extraordinary um, amount of music that I learned and I just kept playing my music, but at the same time I was also writing and doing other things. But mm -hmm. music is, I, I love this quote from Plato, music is a moral law. It gives wings to the mind, a soul to the universe, a flight to imagination a charm to sadness and life to everything. And I believe that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm, I'm so lucky that I've been able to play the flute and uh, keep going with it. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's interesting is, again, you, you've been able to do so many different things and, and seem to, you know, go from, from one area to another, you know, the, the Boston Globe, uh, Boston Globe has a wonderful quote about you. They called you international triple threat, uh, published novelist, television commentator, and most importantly, one of the finest flautists of our time. I'm, I'm curious on your, so your, your background in the arts, how did that help you go from, from being a writer to, you know, to being a musician, a TV commentator, and and the other wonderful things that you've done in your career? Well, I went from West Hartford, Connecticut to New York, to Barnard College, and then to Juilliard. And music was very much uh, an everyday part of my life. But at the same time, there were other things that I was doing. And uh, certainly I was doing a lot of writing and I was, um, getting involved with lots of musical entities. And I got a phone call early in my life at uh, in New York from uh, a man who said, uh, I heard you play the flute. Uh, I've heard you speak. You're going to be on my show and you're going to love it. And I said, who in the world are you? And he explained that he was the head of CBS Morning. And I was there for over 25 years. Um, it was the greatest gift of my life because I was able to 
interview people, to travel, to find out uh, about them, of doing pretty much what you're doing, and, and that is listening and, and finding out about people. But um, as being the arts correspondent, I got to sit with all sorts of extraordinary artists and ask them questions about themselves. And it was um, just a, a great gift and I'm forever grateful to, to it. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Do you have any particular interviews that stick out as being the most either interesting or more, more meaningful out of all the you know, hundreds that you've done? Wow, there have been hundreds, but you know, I've, I've uh, Judy Collins uh, is and was one of my close friends, mm -hmm. a very dedicated person, a very special person, and um, I was so taken by her honesty when we were having a uh, you know a sit down talk in front of a camera. Very few artists are willing to share their darkness as well as their gift. So I think that was um, something that has stayed with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, of all the people that I was uh, interviewing, and, and that was over 300 people in the amount of time I did, um, she just stands out for me. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So let's talk about your book, Like Falling Through a Cloud. What initially made you want to write this book? I, my, my daughters were telling me that I was losing it. You know, mom, you're just not with it. You have to go see a doctor. And I kept saying, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just fine. Finally, my younger daughter said, I'm taking you uh, uptown and we're going to get you assist. And um, it became very clear that indeed something was going on and I needed help. And um, that very day we took the subway back to uh, downtown and I went into my apartment uh, and I sat down at my desk and I, I, I stared at the wall for quite a long time. And then for whatever reason, I have no idea, I took out a, pencil and paper and started writing. And for some reason, it also came out all in verse. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I don't really know how I decided, I, I had no decision about it. It just came out of me. And I didn't tell anyone, uh, even my daughter who, uh, you know, uh, is also a writer. Uh, and and she said, I said, would you read it? I have no idea if it's anything. And she said, Mom, this is really something you have to keep going. So I had um, some encouragement. And here's a poem about that exposure. Um, it's called Marbles. Maybe mine are lost. Or maybe they're rolling around in my head, looking for a place to land. Or maybe not. My daughter's telling me to get tested. Tested for what, I ask, even though I know for what. But it's for what I don't want to know. So I let the marbles roll around in a swirl of distracting colors because I don't want to listen to them, the daughters, because if I hear them, I will be very afraid. And this mother cannot be that mother, not ever. 
never. When you when you look at and, and read your your writing, and then I I understand that your your book is um, it came out in 2019, but depending on is it the day or the month, are there certain passages that are more meaningful you to you at this time versus when you originally wrote them? Oh, I think so. I think there were pieces that I had written that I thought maybe I shouldn't have, etc. But basically, it was just a steady flow. It was something that I had to express and I had to do it by writing it down. And apparently people find it um, interesting and uh, moving. So I'm grateful for it. Oh, thank you. Would, would you mind reading an, an, another passage? I'd love to. This is called like falling through a cloud. Sometimes when I wake up, it's dark. Where am I? Sometimes I know and sometimes I have no idea. So I let the night spirits wrap around me and they whisper to me, don't think, you will remember. I lie very still and then suddenly, like falling through a cloud, I know I am here. Hmm. Forgetting. I told you, you asked me that already. Don't you remember? What is wrong with you? How many times do I have to tell you? Why don't you listen? Are you okay? Don't you recall? Are you losing it? I think you're losing it. You need a doctor or something. You need some help. In, in listening to your, you know, your writing, I, I hear, you know, the, you know, the, the beauty of, of, of what you're thinking about, the potential nightmares and experiences, uh, fear and positivity. In your own personal life, how do you stay positive and, and overcome fear, the fear of the unknown? I'm so fortunate to be living in a very beautiful part of the world, upstate New York. And even with this terrible disease that is all around us, um, it is still um, an absolute um, luxury to mm -hmm. be able to be here and to be able to do many things. I do, um, I do love it up here. We have uh, horses and dogs and cat, and <laughs> it's, uh, there are a lot of interesting and wonderful people. Um, but I think I could say that my philosophy is to live every day, because mm -hmm. you never know what's going to be around the corner. And um, especially in the disease that I have, um, which is not going to get better. Um, I have to keep myself in uh, a good place, and I am. I am. I, everyone has a death sentence, you know. I, I say to myself, I could just step off the curb and goodbye. That hasn't happened to me, but one has to realize that we are on this planet for a certain amount of time, and then things happen. But I have a lot of hope and I have a, a lot of love from 
my family and I have a lot of love to give. And I, you know, I have a, a daily rhythm. I think I, I, I roll out of bed in the morning. I do my floor exercises. I have coffee. And as a, a flutist, I do start my day playing scales, exercises, and I take a daily walk or a hike every day. And I play with the dogs and the horses. And I'm crazy in love with my husband, who is recently retired after a distinguished career in broadcasting. And we have quality time together. So I feel very grateful. With, with everything that you have done over the past years, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received? Wow. Well, I would say, it's going to sound strange, but the best advice I've ever had is me to myself. And that is, as someone who has been living with a death sentence for nearly the last four years, when I know I've done something I regret or wish I had done differently, I make sure to make things right, to turn it around, to take responsibility. I don't allow myself the luxury of letting time pass. I just don't have time. Hmm. Well, that's, thank you so much, Eugenia. So this has been um, an absolute pleasure. And, and again, I wanna thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to chat with me about your experiences and, and your current disease. I really appreciate it. And the listeners will get so much out of this interview. If listeners would like to buy your book, uh, which is available now, or read more about what you're working on, where is the best place they can go to do that? I would say uh, Amazon, because the book is uh, everywhere on Amazon. And, um, and my website is eugeniazuckerman.com. And it's Z-U-K, there's no C. oh that's wonderful yes so i will um i will also put those in the show notes uh, a link to your book as well as a link to your website so the listeners can click right through Uh, again eugenia this has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me thank you it's been my pleasure Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to advanceyourart.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.